Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Um, We are pretty excited uh, about today because today is a special day. It is the first anniversary of our podcast we downloaded five uh, we did five a year ago today is that right download is that right or do we download it we uploaded we did we loaded they dropped we, we put them somewhere <laughs> we put them somewhere and you know what i couldn't think of a better person to have on we have uh um the one and only uh jonathan Ankner. jonathan how are you today i'm doing good guys how are y'all doing good to see you good to good see to you, see you. It's good to have you on here. So anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors, whatever that means. Uh, but we, you know what? We got Jonathan on today, and we're going to talk to him uh, about hunting. Um, he is a member of ours and uh, just a special uh, guest from the perspective that he hunts all over the world. And he is a hardcore go-getter. Every place we've ever sent him, uh, the outfitters call back and say, you could send me 100 more Jonathan Ankners, and he doesn't cry and whine and snivel either. So <laughs> that's, a, that's always a good thing. But uh, before we get rolling, I want to give a little shout-out uh, on our new April listeners. Can't, Canterbury, Canterbury, is it Canterbury? New Zealand. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Pradesh, I, don't, I don't know the good day mate thing for Canterbury. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't even. I, 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 wouldn't I can't even help try. you on that one. <laughs> I wouldn't even try. Oh, you know what? Hey, let me do a formal introduction. I'm derailed here today. Brad, Dana, and uh, Bleep, um, we're missing uh, Mr. Martin. I think Mr. Martin got, he, he called me today at noon and goes, I'll be there. But when you're 47 years old and you've spent most of your life on a sheep mountain, I think watches and, uh, um, you know, time is not uh, always uh, on his strength. So anyway, um, but we are going to have an amazing show uh, today. But uh, Pradesh uh, Province of India, Pradesh Province, India, Stockholm County in Sweden, 11 new listeners. So somebody somebody in Sweden went, dude, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. Hunters. Because we shoot the 6.5s, and they're 6.5 Swede guys, so they like that, that, that must be it. The 6-5 connection. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God, Ankner. What are you even doing on here with this idiot? It is Scandinavian. What? <laughs> it, oh, what Scandinavian. Oh, my God. No, you oh, started with the S country I, I'm there. apologizing <laughs> to you already for... For having being on here with Brad. So uh, anyway, that's my geography lesson um, for the so, day. Huh? <laughs> so I, I thought so. It is Scandinavia, isn't it? So yeah. So uh, Blatherwick, England. Blatherwick, England. Um, Campbell River, British Columbia. I like Campbell River, British Columbia. Pioneer, California. Newark, New Jersey. Waverly, Iowa. Are you kidding me? Do you know where that's is at, that, Ryan? That's the first one we've ever had from Waverly. 
Oh, it's just more. Oh, it's new listeners in Waverly, Iowa. Those are hot spots. I do know where Waverly, Iowa is. Um, Cedar City, Utah. That's the Epic Boys and the Hunting Fool guys. <laughs> They're listening. I like it. Welcome on, guys. Good we, to we, talk to you, we, guys. We, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, North Richland Hills, Texas. That's so good. Uh, Sova on the island of Fiji. Sova. Sova. That sounds like a shampoo or something. They could make a water bottle out of that. Sova. And and uh, um and Ankner would be buying it at his fancy restaurants. Could I have some Sova for my wife and daughters? Um, and so. I'll take Pendleton. <laughs> it's beautiful there this time of year. In the South Pacific, it's beautiful. I bet it is. And we've picked up more new listeners in uh, Wool Loon. No, Aye, it's Walloon Gobble, mate. Uh, Walloon Gobble, mate. I, I, I'm not good at that. Australia. So anyway, uh, the Australians are, um, they are big followers. We love their. I heard they're hunting fools down there. I understand that there's a lot of great hunting. So anyway, yeah, we uh, need to go do that. Yeah, we appreciate you guys all listening. We've had just record amount of growth every week over week since we started the podcast, downloading it, and uh, we appreciate you guys so much listening and uh, um, joining in. And you can't imagine, we, we have a lot of fun bringing this in, but uh, to you every week. And and it's, uh, Brad, what, what happened to you yesterday, Brad? You can just call me hashtag Drew My Bighorn Sheep Tag from now on. Can you believe that, Ankner? Jonathan? He, he, drew <laughs> yes. his, he drew his Wyoming Bighorn Tag yesterday. Everyone's getting their results, and I'm sitting here yelling at the uh, mailman as he's coming down the street. Hey, come over here and give me what you got. <laughs> I'll take leftovers anything, huh? Well, we, you and I are going to have to be booking some hunts together because I haven't drawn anything yet either. <laughs> so, you anyway. Drew, you drew your Montana tag. Oh, Mont- I, drew a Montana deer. Deer. I, I drew a Montana deer tag. Did you draw your Montana deer tag, Jonathan? I did not. I, well, I haven't been notified yet, and I didn't see it online earlier oh. today. So we'll look. We'll look. I think. I think our wonderful Mary is here. So she, she's probably eavesdropping right now. So pro- can you hear her fingers clacking on the keyboard? Yeah, she, That's cool. We call Dude, I got your name written, your last name written, in so many different ways. On I, I, I got uh, uh, yeah. It, it, I know how to spell. Crea- it I'm creative with it. <laughs> I know how to spell it properly. I think I even uh, pronounced it properly the first time. So, anyway, so let me ask you this: Where are you going this fall? Well, this fall, well, COVID, COVID permitting, I'll start my season um, up in Canada uh, on a stone sheep hunt, and then I will come back and probably be elk stateside in September. And then October, I'll be in southern BC with uh, a friend of mine I've hunted with several times uh, out of Fernie, uh, uh, sheep and goat hunting. Once again, you know, it all depends what Trudeau does. If Trudeau does what he's been doing, then then I'll be calling you last minute saying, you know. What do you got? What do you got? (laughs) Um, As of right now, two weeks from now, I'm supposed to be in Azerbaijan, but that's not uh, that's not looking promising. I haven't got any uh, any of my paperwork or flight arrangements. Uh, so, uh, if Azerbaijan happens, it may be the it may be the, the September fill-in hunt. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because we, you know, um, we're hearing so many mixed reviews, and <clears throat> we're on the uh, horn all the time with uh, 
you know, any guide and outfitter directory or uh, directors organization in Montana, British Columbia, and all of them. And, you know, because we're trying to obviously, you know, we got a lot of people that want to go to Canada, including us this year. Yeah, um, we don't even have anything smart LG to come back on on that. We just yeah. are feeling empathy. <laughs> yeah, I just, it, it uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, uh, um, but, you know, you, uh, um, you obviously are a go, you're a goer. So I have to ask you, because I really, first of all, let, let me say this. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan came to us about, what, four or five years ago, uh, three, four years ago, called up and said, hey, you guys got a couple rifles. Um, and one of our advisors um, had uh, bumped into him and uh, um, talked to him. And then he called the office. And uh, we were actually marketing some of the rifles out to our advisors to get them out so they could market the rifles out at shooting ranges. And John, yep. and Jonathan calls and he goes, "I'll take two. And uh, <laughs> I was like, "I was like, I didn't have the heart to tell him it was for advisors only." And so I said, uh, "No problem, Jonathan." And it was fortuitous for us because uh, it became a great relationship. But so tell 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 us where how does this because uh, you, where'd you go to college at again? I, I, I went to Clemson. I graduated in '95. Uh, was an athlete there. Uh, in construction management and um uh right after you know two days after graduation uh started work with a with a with a nationally uh with a company that was getting ready to go uh, public on the stock exchange and it seems like other than hunting i've worked every day since august 12th 1995 <laughs> <laughs> no kid no kidding and uh um obviously you've done well and you're a hard worker it's always fun because when i do get a text i know you're in between something or running to somewhere else you're the uh you're the epitome of the old saying if you want something done give it to the busiest guy you know and uh um and they'll get it done <laughs> and your your buddy that you hang out with all the time your partner how did you guys hook up al okay so I'll, I'll, I'll give you the 30 second story on Al. Uh, I was the first, I was one of the, the, the first construction manager hired out of college by my company. And for some reason I found a level of, of success. And a few years later they said, Hey, let's, let's do that college kid route again. And they wanted me to help them interview. And Al went to the military college of South Carolina called the Citadel. Second generation. Oh, really? Citadel. really? I didn't know that. Yep. yep. So I interviewed Al and, and uh, uh, the company interviewed Al and uh, he came to work and he went to work uh, in one of our other divisions in another part of the state. And uh, all he heard from my counterpart was what a schmuck I was and, and, and uh, you know, steer clear of that Jonathan guy. Lo and behold, a couple of years later, we had some management changes and Al ends up on my doorstep and I'm like, okay. Now we get to understand each other. Um, we, we, we worked together in, in the Myrtle Beach office uh, for about six years, eight years. And then we left in uh, 04, 05 and started our own company. And uh, we've been hard at it. We're, we're, our relationship has blossomed more than just business partners. We're, you know, he doesn't have any siblings. I'm his older brother and I don't have any, any uh, a younger brother. So that's really uh, our, our relationship is more uh, family based. We vacation together. He's the godfather and his wife of, uh, godparents of my youngest daughter. So, and, and Hey, what, every time we've come out and visited you, what, what you see is what you get. He's stoic. He's, he's introspective. Uh, he's a man's man and will, will do anything, uh, anything you ask him to. 
Incredible, uh, incredible human being. And I know everybody here in the office loves it. He's got one of the driest sense of humors that, um, <laughs> and the gals didn't know how to take him at first, and it was so funny. And I'm sitting there. He is, uh, he's amazing. So what, if you want to, I would love to know the name of your company and uh, what you do now, because you, you've uh, obviously uh, left the, other, the, the company that went public and uh, built yep. your own business. So, so what do you do now? The, the name of our company is Omni Services of South Carolina. We're an electrical contractor, um, probably the largest or second largest residential-based electrical contractor in South Carolina. Uh, we started in, in Myrtle Beach and grew to Charleston, uh, opened an office in Hilton Head, opened an office in Wilmington. Uh, at, w at one point, we'd had a separate division of our company, and we split that off and formed its own company. Uh, so we own a couple of uh, uh, a couple of franchise territories for the plumbing and electrical service business around the southeast. Um, but uh, you know what, what what we do is not sexy. We we wire houses. We wire about four thousand, or we wire livable units. They could be student housing, adult uh, active adult communities, apartments, condos. But we wire about four four thousand units a year between Savannah, Georgia, and Wilmington, North Carolina. Wow, good for you. So you 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 stay busy. Now, how in the world did you get – I, I want to know because I always love to hear and, – and by the way, this is my podcast. If nobody likes it, I like this one because I, I always love to hear people's story. You know what I'm saying? It's like what, what got them into hunting. Now, um, we're going to get into some of the hunts you've done and where you've been, and I can't wait to hear the story about uh, – um, The fuel. Anyway, yeah. Um, the lack of fuel. The lack of fuel. <laughs> But anyway, oh, yeah. um, that's because we you definitely, remember. yeah, we definitely got to hear that one. But anyway, so what got you into hunting? How did you wake up one day and say, "I'm going to become a hardcore hunter"? Well, um, I started out in Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts as a kid, and we lived uh, north of Detroit, east side of Detroit, Roseville, Michigan, uh, and we lived about three miles from Lake St. Clair. And we'd get the old Maxwell House or Hills Brother coffee and dig up worms in the backyard and head out of house uh, on our on our Huffies or Schwinn bicycles and go fishing. So I've been in the outdoors since I was third or fourth grade, but no one in my family hunted. And uh, my host family in South Carolina, Herb Strickland, who is uh, also a Clemson grad, um, adjunct professor in the forestry department um, uh, or in the life sciences recreation department at Clemson, he took me when I was living with him and his his son's my best friend, one of my best friends, David, up to Bath County, Virginia, Goshen, Millboro Springs, and gave me a 30-30 uh, Winchester lever action, no scope, iron sights, and set me on the side of the hill and said, there's going to be some deer walking by here about mid-morning. Well, lo and behold, sure enough, here comes a buck, and I chased that deer across 100 acres and slung lead all over the place, and... I've been hooked ever since. Didn't kill the deer. I probably killed some trees and killed some, 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 uh, uh, some of my hearing capabilities. But uh, so that's, <laughs> I started. I started when I was uh, 16 years old. The first time I, I, I shot a rifle at a, at an animal, and I've been hooked ever since. No way. That is a great story. So, so now you you still hunt with that buddy of yours? Uh, on occasion, uh, he's, he's busy. Um, he's, uh, 
he lives he lives where Al lives down in Charleston, South Carolina. He's he's a roofing contract. He's in the roofing business. So uh, we we've gone elk hunting a couple times. Uh, you know, as as grown adults, um, he's a big offshore fisherman. So he drags me out. His big passion is turkey hunting. Uh, but there's just too many ticks and too many chiggers and too many no seams around South Carolina during during turkey season. So I don't do a whole lot of turkey hunting. I am totally with you. I'm picking up what you're laying down. So let me ask you this. So you uh, um, so you go chase this thing with a 30-30 lever action. You don't kill it, but you're hooked. You're like, by God, I'm going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to win this game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this critter at its own game. It's a lever action, he said. Oh, Brian. yeah. Well, that's, that's a Southeast Conference <laughs> Uh, Clemson that's a, tie, a, no, that's AC. Tie. That's ACC. Oh, oh, that is ACC. Yeah, that's oh, ACC. that is ACC, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. sorry, way sorry. So anyway, um, yeah, we would not want to insult you by any stretch of the imagination. So anyway, nope. um, so so you go from there to getting hooked, and then what? How did you start the traveling, the adventure travel? What what one day did you say I'm going to go try that? Because because a lot of our listeners um, th- they get held up, and and what we see is w- the audience we serve is the guy who doesn't know how to um, get you know segue into coming out west. He doesn't necessarily uh, know how to himself. He doesn't trust himself to do it. So I'm just curious that yeah, I've he, never he went from Michigan this. to South Carolina to boom to, to all over th- all over the, the stands. He's hitting the stands next. You know? Yeah. So what but was he, it? Okay, so uh, our, our first year in business, we were making a little bit of money, uh, had a couple of buddies that were uh, customers of mine, and I wanted to take them hunting, and, and literally, y'all, I'm not lying when I, when, I, when I explain this to you, I didn't know how to start the process, so I got on Dr. Google, and I Googled uh, <laughs> elk hunts, discount elk hunts, and on eBay, a discount elk hunt popped up. <laughs> For $3,100 out of Jardine, Montana with, uh, I'm not going to mention the outfitter's name. Uh, yeah, please. So he, he, was, he was selling two slots, and, uh, and I'd been to Jardine, the north, uh, at one of the, the, the exits of Yellowstone. My wife and I honeymooned there and fished through the park, but so I knew where Jardine was, and uh, I bought the hunts and, 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 and took one buddy, and then another buddy said he wanted to go, so I called and uh was able to add another one and so we flew to montana and we rented a car and drove to the hunting site and we actually saw more deer in the high school parking lot than we did the seven days we were on the mountain (laughs) after after a, a six hour pack ride in and um Lo and behold, there was another group of hunters, uh, elk hunters that were in camp. They were from Missouri, and uh, and they said, "Look, Jonathan, don't let this discourage you." The first, you know, we weren't 100 yards out of camp the first morning, and a nice mule deer came across the trail, and the out the guides like, "Shoot that! Shoot that!" And I'm like, "What?" I just knew we were going to see game all week, every day. That was the only live animals other than a squirrel we saw all week. Um, eBay, well, doctor, at least Doctor Google, eBay, and thirty one hundred bucks. Yes, at least you got it on a discount. <laughs> that's like buying. But, uh, that's like buying t shirts on sale that you don't need. Then, right? 
Well, you know what's so funny is that's exactly that story is exactly right. why we started the company. That because I was doing the same thing. I was flying around. Uh, you know, I was an electrical contractor, um, the largest one in uh, South Carolina. But you know, I'm I was doing the same thing, Jonathan. I'm flying around trying to figure out who to go with, looking online, using Google, and the same eight guys kept popping up. And somehow I had this feeling a couple of them just needed to sell me their hunt because they needed to fill that space because that was their inventory they needed to sell. And at the end of the day, I was just, uh, you know, if it was what I wanted or not, it was what they needed to sell. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You know, you know, and so. Um, so that's pretty cool. What a story. I did, I did not know that all the time we've spent together. I never, you know, it's fun. That's why the podcasts are so fun. Cause you ask questions that you normally wouldn't have. So, so you saw that was the only game you saw in six days. Yep. With, so, within eyesight of the tent, there was a mule deer, a nice four by four, um, probably wasn't even 130 inches. Uh, I'd never seen a mule deer with my own eyes up to that point. So I knew I wasn't going to take it because we were going to be run over by, you know, we were going to, Across the next uh, the next hillside, and there was going to be a a stampede of elk and mule deer and everything else we had tags for. Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah, we had every tag that you could buy well, in and, Montana. And back then, year. back then the combo tag came with a bear tag too. They used to come elk, deer, and bear. Yeah. So. Yep. So you had all the tags, no animals. Were the horses well behaved? Uh, the horses were well behaved until we had ice the third day in and camp was, uh, at the bottom of the hill and we hunted, we climbed. And so, you know, you roll, uh, the, the, the guide says, whatever you do, don't jump off and don't let go of the saddle horn. I knew I was, and I've never been on a horse before this, uh, before, uh, this hunt, my wife had bought me a couple of horse lessons. Uh, and so when he said, whatever you do, don't jump off and don't let go of the horn. And I was like, oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, I, I rode a horse on, on the horse's knees down a hill. Um, I a bet you had a hold of the horn, day. didn't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> double fisting it, right? <laughs> yeah, double fisting. F the reins. This is uh, so. You so, go wherever you want, horsey. Uh, <laughs> I could just see you. Here's here's this big football player on a horse going. Did you did you think any one time through that hunt? What the hell am I doing here? Uh, yeah. That first, <laughs> when, when that horse lost its foot and went backwards on its knees, and the guy behind me uh, said again, "Don't let go and don't jump." <laughs> all I was I was all about listening intently to what was being told to me. <laughs> So, okay, so so you do that. No, no, I got to know this. So you get home, and you're like, oh, I'm going on another one of those. It was such a great choice. What what possessed you? Because you have – you. I don't know if you've ever read the book Wild at Heart by Jonathan Eldridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, great book. But you're, now you're living um, the, the dream or the nightmare, um, Wild at Heart here. So wh- what inside of you would possess you to go, wow, that worked out so shitty that I'm going to go jump on another uh, hunt and run back out west? Well, uh, well I'll tell you, the other, there was two other guys in camp, two, two, two brothers, uh, and, and they brought uh, one of their sons and their wives uh, and, and one wife and at the end of the camp on a trail ride out, um, it was snowing, popcorn-sized kernels of snow. It was just beautiful, beautiful ride out. And the guy, uh, 
the, the brother, they own a construction company in, in uh, Missouri, rode up next to me and said, Jonathan, don't let this, you know, he, he, they brought their own mules from, uh, from Missouri. And he said, Jonathan, don't let this dissuade you that, you know, there are, there, there are great outfitters. There are great areas. This was probably a great hunt, hunting area at one time. He's like, stay in the saddle, just like on the hill. Stay in the saddle. Do this again. You, you, and 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 I had already decided. I mean, I, I, I've never been in the woods. I'd never, you know, we we were on, on a cliff, glassing down. Um, <laughs> and, and they don't have this in South Carolina. This is cool, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we don't have this in South Carolina. So. Uh, the next year, uh, my, 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 my buddy, David Strickland and Al and I went out to New Mexico to Chama. Uh, we had elk and mule deer tags and we, uh, we filled five of the six tags and, um, you know, it's, it's all history since then. I, you know, you, you have, you have, uh, runs where you two or three years where you don't really quite get what you want. You, 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 you you've killed some stuff. So now you're getting picky. Um, but I, I, I look back at, at, at my 16, 18 years of doing the things that we do, and I've got great stories and great experiences from, from everything I've done. Uh, some of them were a little harrowing at, harrowing at the time, but I look back with fond memories. On, and, and the thing is, is you, I've always said, people ask me, why, why are you doing this? Why don't you wait to retire? The reality is, it's, it's like having kids. If you wait to the right time, it's not it's 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 not going to happen. Amen. So I'm like I'm going to do it when 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 I when I have a broken pelvis, I can recover from it because a broken pelvis when you're over 65 years of age is a death sentence. So I'm getting it all done now. I'm healthy and and can 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 participate. You know what? It's, it's so funny you say that because I, I that's actually one of the greatest quotes. It's like people saying, "I'll wait. We're gonna wait till we're ready to have kids. We need to. We need to be in a little better position to have kids." You, you know what? You're never ready to have kids because once you have those little suckers, you, even if you thought yep. you're ready, you're not ready, right? And and it's the same thing with hunting out west. And Brad said it before that once you do it, it's it. You swallow the pill once. You're like that pill wasn't that hard to swallow. I can do four or five thousand dollars. Fear of year. unknown. Once yeah. you get get over that fear of the unknown, and if you if you're not from out here. Right, it's it's just ominous, and, and but he got bit. He got bit by the Montana landscape. That the, the, on the, the eBay the grand cancellation, yeah, discount. But that's what makes Jonathan right. great. He doesn't always go to kill the biggest thing on the mountain, even though he wants to find it and he wants to challenge himself. He goes for the experiencing the adventure first. And what I see is when most people are collectors, they want to go kill, collect, and move on they're the ones that are the, the they they're I, I you know i don't know what they get discouraged quick disgruntled um but when you're an adventure seeker uh it's all a part of it you know i was gonna say something i forgot what it was um really? so oh uh <laughs> i'm 50 um there was something i was gonna say you said something oh fear False evidence appearing real. Have you ever heard that before, Brad? I have heard that before. Uh, You should have used that. (laughs) But but people fear not when they contact Rolling Bones because we've done the research and uh, um, we work super hard to make sure um, that we we do that. Well, and here's the other thing. Jonathan didn't have a mentor and he bucked up and did it anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. This is you kind of get a built-in mentor here because you know okay yeah, right. is, this is what you need. 
Um, this is the kind of stuff you take. Hey, we've been here. Yeah, you can do it. Uh, you know, I'm, it's, I, good it's okay. It's okay if you're 25 pounds overweight. Just start walking. You know, you got five months. Just start walking around the. You know, making your loops and. Is that um, what you're telling yourself right now before your sheep hunt, uh, dude? <laughs> I, Come on, that was funny. At, at no point, <laughs> at no point since I've been about thirty-five did I wake up and say I'm in too good a shape. <laughs> Cripes all Friday. It's just the, every every anniversary of birthdays gets harder, doesn't it? Yeah. So especially yeah. for you, I mean, like, I mean, when you get to that tipping point where you're at, it's hard to just knock the, those pounds off and get back in the saddle, isn't it, Brian? Is he talking to you, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. He's looking at you. He's oh, not oh. looking at his, <laughs> Well, shit. Um, so yeah. Well, you know what? Um, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I, I am I, the oldest one here, though. That's the bummer. Of the I think deal. so because you're 52, aren't you, Jonathan? I'll be 52 in just a couple of short months. Yep. 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 He's because he's five months older than me. Yeah. So because I'll be 52 in a handful of short months so yeah. um it's pretty crazy isn't it and you know what a blessing to go do it so so your 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 uh most gritty adventure oh man uh I, i've had some great ones uh you know hunting out of cody wyoming 11 hour saddle trip um was a great was a great trip but probably my grittiest my um, most challenging was mid Asian Ibex and Marco Polo in uh, in Kyrgyzstan a couple of three years ago. Mid Asian um, Ibex <laughs> was that a yeah. Doctor Google hunt? That was not a Doctor Google hunt. That was a, a a buddy of mine. A guy had called me about a moose hunt I did in up on the the Yukon border. Um, and we, he and I started uh, conversing and, and, and giving him some recommendations. And he asked me about Siberia or, or uh, Kamchatka, Russia. And, and, and he mentioned he was, that he was going to Kyrgyzstan. Well, you know, I, I reached out to him four or five months later and asked how it went. And he had, uh, they'd had a change of government in Kyrgyzstan. And, and this guy is Jason Goslinga. He's from, um, he's from, Clinton, Bettendorf, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, Quad Cities, kind of, uh, not really Maimon's area, but same state. So, <laughs> well, uh, the, I guess. Uh, so just so you know, um, Quad Cities and Des Moines are quite a bit apart, but that's okay. I got you. Oh. It's somewhere around, okay. it's somewhere down there in Iowa. Hey, hey, did they have corn there, Jonathan? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, they were cousins. Uh, not in Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> <laughs> not in Kyrgyzstan. Uh. So, um, so, so Jason and I hooked up and, 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 and he was going for Ibex and I said, I'd go for Ibex. And he said that, that, that uh, they, uh, they're really a, a Marco Polo outfitter. And, and, uh, so I, 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 I signed on to go, uh, Marco Polo hunting and, you know, it's a great, you know, you know chain, you, know, you fly to Chicago, you get the you know, Turkish airlines into straight into Istanbul, um, you know, a couple hour layover in Istanbul, then you fly into Bishkek and you spend a day in Bishkek kind of recharging, which is nice because of course, as always happens, half of your hunting stuff doesn't show up. So, um, in the middle of the night, we get a wrap on the door and my duffel bag shows up and the next morning, probably three hours later, we get on the road to Naren, you know, there's the old silk road 
that, uh, you know, for five hours, you're looking at a chain link fence between Kyrgyzstan and, 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 and Kazakhstan. And so we make it to Naren, uh, then you continue on. We end up really on, on the China border in the Tian Shan Mountains. And uh, as we, the, the 12 hours we're driving, it's steadily getting more icy, more cold, more icy, you're getting into the mountains and I'm like, this is going to be interesting. Um, so we, we, we do the last checkpoint before you, before you go into China. Uh, we actually go through a checkpoint and then take immediate hard right and drive up a river valley for about four hours. And we're driving across rivers. I mean, it's frozen solid. We make it to base camp. Um, people are really, really, really genuinely nice. You know, you've got a little bit of, uh, uh, communication uh, problems there. Uh, but for the most part, you know, as you guys know, you learn how to communicate with your hands and with your, with, with your eyes and voice inflection. And, uh, but, but, but the guy we were hunting was spoke pretty good English, uh, spent a couple of days shooting in our guns and then we, or spent a day shooting in the guns. And then we, we headed up the mountain. Uh, and as we headed up the mountain, uh, seven hour pack ride up the mountain, um, it's getting, colder and colder and colder we <laughs> uh got some got some snow blowing in and we finally set up base camp and uh it started blowing and started blowing and it didn't stop blowing and didn't stop snowing for four days um oh at no. one point yeah at one point i i i'd uh pulled out my um my, my stash of Jack Daniels and had a couple of shots and then somehow the lid came off of that and spilled in my sleeping bag all night. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a gritty day, moment. <laughs> yeah, day two, the high was 21 degrees below zero. Uh, day two afternoon, my tent collapsed. Um, and so... Here I am in a Jack Daniels soaked sleeping bag with a collapsed tent. Um, and Jason Gosling is about 6'5", 270. I'm 6'2", 250. And we're in a two-man summer tent. It was an adventure. <laughs> an adventure. So after, after three days of, uh, of those temperatures, uh, and literally, the, the, we, we walked out one morning. The horses were gone. They had enough of that high altitude snow in the face. They busted out and went down to the bottom of the mountain. And I just, I, at one point I texted my wife and I gave her the, you know, the 140 character rundown. I'm alive now. It's 21 <laughs> degrees below zero, 60 mile an hour winds. I love you. Um, so in a long story short, after, after four days of burning fuel, just to stay alive, uh, we finally broke camp, moved, uh, and, and between point A and point B, I peeled off a shot at about 480 yards uphill. Uh, we found some, uh, we found some blood the next day on that mid Asian Ibex, but the, but the reality was we burnt through eight liters of fuel, just staying alive. And we were down to about, about 16 ounces of fuel and, uh, with five days on the mountain still, and we had to tap out and say, I'm going back. And the funny thing is, guys, every day I'm like, Lord, give me a sign. Yeah. And that day was the day before. And then the next day, Lord, give me a sign. Praise Jesus. Give me a sign. And that day was the same. And finally, 
reality hit me, and the sign was the Lord saying, Jonathan, you're not harvesting a Marco Polo. You need to get out of Kyrgyzstan. And, and, and I was... You, you finally jumped on the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. So, a, a nine-hour pack ride back to base camp. Jason stayed, and, and, uh, uh, and, and uh, he didn't have any success. He, he'd see, he had, they'd actually crept, on a Marco, crept up on a Marco Polo about 140 yards. And I said, look, I've got the tag. Do what you want to do. Said, but I can't stay here. We're, we're out of fuel. Four people can't live on the fuel we've got till tomorrow morning. I'm heading back. Um, they walked up on a Marco Polo the, that evening. Um, you know, I don't know if it was a shooter, but that was probably my craziest story. I mean, I've had a few, but that was uh, that's that that's one of those. Things that's a good one. You, that's a doozy, dog. That, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, your best hunt. Biggest surprise. You went in, you went, wow, this is awesome. Oh, man. Uh, best hunt, biggest surprise. Um, or you, you can know, do you two. Talking, you, 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 were talking, uh, you were talking earlier about uh, Aussies and Kiwi guys. I, I flew up to uh, Fort Nelson, B.C., and got in a, a, and, and met a guy, and we drove about nine hours to Muncho Lake, which is almost to the Yukon border. Yeah. And uh, spent a couple of days at Muncho because they had some mountain snow systems and the float plane couldn't get up to get my guide. Um, but I did a, a five-day canoe uh, paddle on the Smith and Liard rivers um, in southern Yukon down to uh, down into northern BC. And that was that was a fun hunt. That was early October. Um, every day was getting colder and colder. Uh, the, the challenge there was, um, and I shot a nice representative 51 and a half, 52 inch, uh, moose and, 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 but the challenge there was knowing, you know, the river was 20 to 50, 40 yards wide was not worrying about what if the, 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 you know, what would happen if the canoe tipped over, because if the canoe tipped over, you could stand up in the water, but you were in 31 degrees, you'd be completely soaked. So uh, well, I think I killed my moose the second morning and uh, we paddled that day, spent the night, got up the next day, packed everything up. Um, and then we just paddled all day. No, I mean, we just pat, we ate in the canoe. We, we made it to the extraction point. Uh, I had a wolf tag and a grizzly tag and uh, Lockie, my guide who, who subsequently passed away a year ago. And, uh, I mean, you talk about a man with a heart of adventure, Lockie Ellerby, um, from New Zealand. He, uh, no great way. guy. Well, here's some story. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, he, I mean, he, he rode a motorcycle from the Southern point of South America, all the way up to the border of Texas over a three year period with him and he and his, him, he, he and his brother would ride. And wow. In for a year, that is a back. cool adventure. All those countries. All those countries, you know, trying to hide their money, um, you know, tr trying to figure out how to repair a motorcycle in the middle of Central America and dodging the drug cartels. But he ended up signing on with a Chinese uh, ferry. Um, and then right in November, I was in South Dakota um, with, you, with your buddies and or, or, uh, yeah, South Dakota and um, uh, bison hunting out there and um, Oh yeah, got got a text that um, with Nick Munt's dad. 
Yep, Dick Munt. Yep, met, met, met with uh, with Wayne Munt. Yep, Wayne. Bison hunt with Wayne and um, and then uh, got a, got a text that Lockie had been lost. The the boat had capsized. It was a cattle boat ferrying Ooh. cattle from one port to another in the South China Sea. And you know if if so that that's that was just um, a tragic, sad story. But that Lockie was that adrenaline adventure junkie that that was the way it's so that you know that that's he lived his life um, on, on his terms on his terms and he, he so we made it back to base camp with our moose and he said okay we're, we're gonna get you a bear uh let's go ahead and head out in the morning let's pack for four days and maybe we'll be at be back in three and we were going to be on the layered river which you know tipping over in layered you're dead they'll never find your body you'll end up in but uh, I said, let's do this. Let's pack for one night and plan to be back before sundown. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd had enough of that cold weather, you know, paddling. You know, the river was a half mile wide. And I'm like, you know what? I, I love the adventure. I love the risk. But at some point, uh, I'd made a promise to my wife years ago that she would never get the call that we hope to recover your, your husband's body because something st- I did stupid. So I always... Um, well, it sounds like Lockheed was looking for that adventure. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 that, was, that, was, that was his... Uh, that was him. Lord rest his soul. Great guy. Still think about him daily. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a, it just goes to... You know, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir with you guys. The people you meet, the experiences you have, the great, the great adventures that you you log in your mind and in your heart you're carrying with you forever go you know, go with what we were saying early you do it now while you can because some of the stuff we do now we won't be able to do when we're 75 right, right. the clock is ticking on these bodies yeah. they, they don't get in better shape well you use the word vicarious we have a vicarious number of or not vicarious a judicious number a judicious of, number judicious of judicious number of well, use your days use your steps. use your last however many falls that you have or years to be out in the woods use them judiciously but uh but yeah. uh, not too carefully. You gotta you gotta use them when you can because. Well, it's interesting because uh, um, you're uh, um, you're you know when you you're talking about all this stuff, and and it's one of the things that I I I really try to get across to people. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go on this hunt. Okay, when you leave, don't don't go, don't go just to squeeze the trigger. Enjoy the adventure. You know what I'm saying? The journey, right. the, the the travel exactly. over. You know, the, I love Russia. I want to go to Russia every year for the rest of my life hunting. Um, I've been watching YouTube's on Russia. I just watched on on uh, Mid Asia Ibex the other night because uh, uh, I'm going in February and I'm so excited about it. Um, and I just can't even I can't even wait. Right? But uh, um, right. but I was thinking about that the the Russia. Just the adventure and and getting over there and the helicopters and just the the culture and you know. So what what advice would you have to the guy who's sitting on the sidelines? How do, how do you get that? You know, you get the nerve up to pull the trigger. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, how do you do that? I, what I would say to the person that's considering doing this, whether it's a stateside hunt or an international hunt, reality is it's, it's prob- they're probably going to cut their teeth on a on a stateside hunt is you you don't have to have all the answers yourself hell i didn't have the answers i found dr google he gave me my answer 3100 bucks um um <laughs> whether they were right or not <laughs> that, that is exactly there's resources out there and the biggest thing yeah uh, like us 
you're on social media or, or whatever, the, the hunting fraternity is such a small, tight fraternity. And you can follow sheep hunting forums or bear forums. And, and, and I've got social media friends from all over the world. And I click on who their friend, and, and we've got multiple friends from Iowa, from uh, Arkansas, from Minnesota. And, and so don't let the fear of the unknown dissuade you or talk you out of it. You know, I, I, I'm a, I, I'm the most spontaneous person. I've told you guys before. Hey, you get that last minute call. Someone can't make it. I'm I'm the guy that in two twelve hours can be there. Um, and so, you know. Yeah. Thus two thus two giant doll sheep's two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Two giant doll sheep and, 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 and <laughs> right? a caribou in velvet. And a caribou in velvet, and it was a hey, let's call Jonathan. And uh, all right, Brian, I'm on my way. Boom, and then. Five days later, actually, I get a phone call. Hey, is this my <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning? Hey, wh what wh what uh, charter service? I said, this is it. We got it. Oh yeah, I got it. Boom. I, oh, three days later, because I, get, I was going to say, man, three days two, later, I get a two, two time zones ahead, but he was in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so three days later, I get a text. Two giants. So good for you. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh no. Uh, so so you know just. Don't overthink things. Don't, oh, you know, just if you have the desire, figure out a way to make it happen. And if you don't know how to make it happen, reach out to people, find a resource uh, because the answer is there. I guarantee you none of the people that we hunt with now went on their first hunt knowing what was going to happen, what equipment they needed, what, you know, where they were going to be. Uh, and our community is, is a caring, giving, sharing community. And it only takes one. And what did it for me? That first hunt out of Jardine is on that beautiful pack ride out. And that guy rides up next to me and says, don't let this end it for you. Don't, don't let this end it for you. Do it again. And I was like, yeah, I absolutely will do this again. Um, every, you know, every, and so I'm at the point now where I'm kind of mentoring some other people. Uh, people are calling me locally and from the Southeast wanting to know advice on this hunt or, or, you know, this tent or, or th this pack frame. Uh, and, you know, I've, you know, as you, as you guys know, you, you, you accumulate so much, so much equipment that, you know, now you have three, four different packs and, and I'm like, look, don't, don't, you go on your first uh, or elk hunt. You're going to do DUI, DIY hunt uh, in, in Colorado. Don't buy this stove. I bought, I'll loan it to you. You know, let me, let me, exactly. and so I'm at the point now where I'm, 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 I'm giving, I'm giving back, uh, to those that are younger, that are in their late twenties, early, early thirties. Um, and, and, and I'm not the only one. I mean, there's been a lot of people yourself too, a lot of people along the way that have sewn into me and, 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 and made, you know, made it worthwhile, made, giving me someone that I could share my stories with. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, we, you know what? We appreciate working with you. You are, uh, um, you're an amazing man. You're an adventure seeker. And, uh, um, and, uh, it's been fun to, uh, it's been fun to be able to work with you and do all this. And, and more than anything, the fellowship, getting to know you. Can't wait to see you in July. We're going to have uh, the Argali Club. Man, we are gonna, we're going to send you home with some more gear, okay? So. Nice. I like, I like it. The Argali and, Club. And, uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a blast. 
Well, Jonathan, we appreciate you being on here and uh, like crazy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead tomorrow and I'm going to post some pictures on Instagram. So if you're listening in, uh, make sure you do, do go check in on our Instagram. Th- they might cross, but scroll down and look What's for the What's our ones. Instagram? Um, our Instagram is uh, Rolling Bones. Um, so, you know, Rolling Bones? Rolling Bones. Did oh, you yeah. know that? So anyway. I didn't but, know but, of everybody. Hey, listen. Go, go Come there. On, brother. I will, uh, <laughs> I will tag you, Jonathan. But I, I yeah. would love to. I would love to share some of your success uh, photos with our our uh, uh, listeners and our viewers, and uh, um, and and us as a company. What we really work hard to do is, is try to just be a great resource and an influence. You know what I'm saying? A resource and influence. And if we can just do that a little bit, and then you get a willing guy like you that just takes the information and 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 just really bombs it, man. It uh, um, it's crazy to see what can happen, and you are just uh, um, it's fun to watch every fall. You just go crazy out there and live live your life. So we appreciate you being on. All right, I'll uh, I'll I'll go through my uh, photo album and send you. Hell, I I think I'm batting a hundred percent in the last four years since I I think I've got pictures of of of, of harvests and uh, uh, every place I've I've been uh, since we've gotten together. Well, well, that's good. We like to hear that. <laughs> we, we like to hear that. Well, man, it. Uh, um, yeah, get me over some pictures. I'll get them up there. So anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed today. Jonathan Ankner, uh, thank you for everything uh, you do. I know you buy sheep tags. You help put sheep on the mountain. You're involved in uh, all kinds of uh, organizations in your com- local community and uh, all over. And uh, the industry needs more Jonathan Ankners. But uh, uh, until next time, I just want to thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, any, anything you want to know, go ahead at info at rollingbonesoutfitters.com. Head on over to rollingbones.com and check out our membership. We're ready to make your next adventure the best one yet. It doesn't matter if you're just getting into the industry or you've been doing things for a long time hunting all over. We're here to help. 605-644-8000 or rollingbones.com. Uh, you can leave us a message, an email. But anyway, we appreciate you, Jonathan Ankner, for everything you do for our industry. We need more Jonathan Ankners. Brad, Dana, great Wait. talking to you, Jonathan. And... Uh, Keep making those memories, huh? Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the invite. All right. Appreciate you. Stay safe and be well, everybody. See you soon.